What is up, everyone? This is Sarah G, and it is Gen Z Gab. Let's get into it. There has been more on my For You page than I have ever wanted to know. And I just want to say that I will be doing a Monday Mood, but I wanted to just preface this with saying that I'm really trying not to get involved. I know I've been very vague in a lot of things that I've talked about regarding influencers and squads, but because in the beginning of the pandemic, I was aware of this specific group a little more, and I liked parts of this group a lot, but because of all the drama that went down and the amount of people now commenting and posting edits of things that, you know, is really none of their business, even though the people decided to say it, and they are one of the top 100, 200 podcasts in comedy. But yeah, this week's Monday Mood is going to be, you know, just any nutritionist, dietitian. Well, and I say nutritionist loosely, but I've talked about this a lot, but it is National Eating Disorder Awareness, which was last week more, but it's Nutrition Month. And I do think that we kind of gloss over and I'm someone who makes jokes about my own experience I've talked about this I don't want to get too much into it but I wanted to say one thing that I'm going to commend right now is Jennifer Stone who talked about it on her podcast the wizard pod and she didn't get too much into it but at least she talked about it like was open about it I don't care one way or another how you share your story. And again, sometimes still people don't feel validated enough, regardless of what size you are. And in the whole spirit of, you know, Women's History Month, you know, there's also other people and many layers to this. I have to acknowledge the whole thing about, you know, Yes, I fit the standard of what people think, even if, you know, I wasn't underweight or was, will, you know, but I fit that cisgendered, straight, female, prototype, white, you know, so when LGBTQ+, or even men suffer, and I know people are going to be like, but Sarah, you just mentioned more of Women's History Month. I get it, I just wanted to acknowledge. Anyone in this situation is validated and I wanted to talk about it last week but I just got so tired with all the things that was going on in my mind and etc and it just didn't seem like a good time to really talk about it with the headspace and even though some things came to light for other people that I've been putting up trying to figure out. The problem is that with how much we consume media, and this actually ties into the eating disorder or disordered eating or the whole life thing, is because it ties into each other so much because we are, like, again, running around in circles trying to make sure that we get every little piece of information into our heads and then that leads us to thinking that we're connecting with everyone and that we're in people's world and you know that it's not all curated 
And I know people are going to be like, again, this is so weird that you're talking like this, but it's true. And I know it's all over the place, but I think through about how I'm again watching Daisy Jones and the Six and I love it like everybody else. But how, you know, back then in the 70s, they didn't really have a grasp on addiction. And this is kind of another form of it. And it goes into everything that I've even discussed today so far because of how uh, situations are. And yes, I will state that a lot of people say that we take things too serious. We're too sensitive these days. I've mentioned things that I've listened to. And again, we're not being too sensitive or whatever. We're being just allowed to talk about it more and again I think that people need to realize that a lot of these influencers that you know have so many problems are because of the industry and I think a lot of people have talked about how much we normalize it but that's not great either and again the Daisy Jones and the Six adds a whole new level of even they are more adults which I use that term loosely but they're going through their own shit, and it's about kind of the Fleetwood Mac era. Daisy Jones is based off of Stevie Nicks. And I think a lot of people just kind of forget that they're, you know, the sleaziness doesn't end. And that we need to be a little more mindful, especially within the lines of children getting involved in this industry. And again, I can talk about all the people that are, you know, speaking out against the industry, but I want to see it and get more into this perspective from someone who's been watching and following slash not to talk too much about, but the thing that's really been weighing heavy on me is that I watched the Tana Mangu, or I don't know if that's the best way to pronounce her last name, but hearing her own, like, beef within groups and I know I've talked a lot about the blog squad but I've just been seeing here's the thing even people that don't follow a lot of um a lot of that influencer podcaster group drama have said their for you page has been filled completely with it so at this point I feel like it's everybody's seen these things and yes that does not justify a way of talking badly about people but you have to understand you know the more things that come out about extra people and I get it not everyone's gonna be into cancel culture but there's just some things that make me go I don't know if this is actually what said group wants or said people really want to be associating themselves with especially I get it that it's like you're a celebrity now and you have to fit and climb social ladders I get that and I get that that's why I'm probably more stalled at some smaller level but you know what it's okay because the problem is is that we live in that rat race of society culture all that and the more that you sell out the more you lose pieces of yourself and yes I'm gonna talk about my Daisy Jones and the six I'm finishing up a lot of things I'm gonna say this yes people are gonna go on and on and on and on and on about a Miley should have played Daisy Jones and yes I kind of see that I see that in a variety of like but maybe she didn't 
apply, etc. And, you know, who knows who really rewrites the songs. And yes, I should do more research, blah, 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 blah. But that doesn't mean anything really because it's like it's between the king and a queen of music. And the queen, I should just say, the queen, which is Dolly. But the point is that you get two sets of Nepo babies. Plus, Camila is played by Camila Marrone, who's also uh, Al Pacino, and she has her own, like, family, Argentina family, acting, all that stuff, modeling. And she's very good, don't get me wrong. But she's Al Pacino's stepdaughter. Like, are we not going to talk about who else is? And I'm not saying that they're not good. Again, other people who have worked hard, but I'm just pointing out all these people, like, trying to go hate, 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 hate. It's like, do you not know? And by the way, the most recent version of The Climb just healed my inner child that violated. So, yeah, that was kind of just more of my two cents on the thing, because I was just getting so mad earlier when I was hearing about it, and I kind of go, okay, no, 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 we're not going to do that. We're not going to pit this against each other when you have two three very talented people and yes Sarah I know I complain yes I'm talking about myself in the third person but there's a difference between yes you get more connection and whatever but when you have really the raw talent like these guys do and are decent and like you know in a lot of other ways it's like eh, okay yeah you can't get here's my takeaway which can connect with what I've been doing by watching a lot more of these influencers that I hadn't intentionally really wanted to know a lot about what was going on. And I know, I know, I know I've been complaining a lot about it, but it's been more of like a cycle, an analysis that I've never really wanted to do too much of. Cause again, I did not do psych in college and in grad school, but I do know a lot about social media. So that's kind of why it's gone in that direction. I do want to specify, though, that, you know, we are so into cancel culture. And I, again, love parts about Gen Z as, you know, this is Gen Z gab. I just want to think for a second, though, maybe we sometimes take it a little bit too far. But again, I'm not completely one way or another when it comes to certain things, there are certainly more unacceptable things that we let slide in our society than, than what we shouldn't. But I think it's become just a lot of knives and pitchforks going on in a lot of ways. So I just, I wanted to say that preface it before I get into a lot of things, because when you watch Daisy Jones and the Six, you know there's a lot of things that would get, you know, canceled today. And as they should, the creepy ass, which again shows into the light of what the music industry might have been. And just all the subtle little things that happen around. Like again, drug addiction isn't new. Uh, steamy, slimy, you know, radio musician dealers uh music are disturbingly and a lot of the things that I've been seeing that people who are borderline stalkerish are not looking great and 
it was to the point where I almost thought about messaging you how much I just don't think that this will be helping you. And I know you're a good person. I mean, I know we're all deep down making choices and I know her people react or her people, but it's just, no, you need to really re-examine. And I know you have some good friends that might be already telling you this. So after I spent five and a half minutes on that, uh, this week's Monday Mood is going to be, you know, just any nutritionist, dietitian. Well, and I say nutritionist loosely, but I've talked about this a lot, but it is National Eating Disorder Awareness, which was last week more, but it's Nutrition Month. And I do think that we kind of gloss over and I'm someone who makes jokes about my own experience. I've talked about this. I don't want to get too much into it, but I wanted to say one thing that I'm going to commend right now is Jennifer Stone, who talked about it on her podcast, The Wizard Pod, and she didn't get too much into it, but at least she talked about it, like was open about it. I don't care one way or another how you share your story. And again, sometimes still people don't feel validated enough, regardless of what size you are. And in the whole spirit of, you know, Women's History Month, you know, there's also other people and many layers to this. I have to acknowledge the whole thing about, you know, yes, I fit the standard of what people think, even if, you know, I wasn't underweight or was, will, you know... But I fit that cisgendered, straight female prototype, white, you know. So when you see other things get posted, there's also, you know, LGBTQ+, LGBTQ or even men suffer. And I know people are going to be like, but Sarah, you just mentioned more of women's history. I get it. I just wanted to acknowledge. Anyone in this situation is validated and I wanted to talk about it last week but I just got so tired with all the things that was going on in my mind and etc and it just didn't seem like a good time to really talk about it with the headspace and even though some things came to light for other people that I've been putting up trying to figure out the problem is that with how much we consume media and this actually ties into the eating disorder or disordered eating or the whole life thing is because it ties into each other so much because we are like again running around in circles trying to make sure that we get every little piece of information into our heads and then that leads us to thinking that we're connecting with everyone and that we're in people's world and you know that it's not all curated annoyingly spickably you know still paid under the table record producers all that stuff and the fact that stood out to me more than anything because again all the characters make me mad in different ways except for i want to say graham yeah he makes me the least mad graham and karen and i know i honestly hate rooting for a karen but 
Suki Waterhouse does amazing as her, aside from, you know, all the other people. I just wanted to say that. We could talk about Riley Keough, or Kia, Keough, I can't pronounce it right, sorry. Anyway, or Sam Claflin, uh, it, the list goes on and on and on to the point where it's like they're all doing phenomenal in it. And I truly, though, want to say the reason that I'm talking mostly about Karen and Graham is because they're like the least problematic, but they're the expected to be the glue that holds everyone together, but also calling the bullshit out, especially Karen. I mean, because Sam... So, no, Graham does nothing. Why did I? So Graham is played the brother of the front man, which is Sam Claflin, who's from The Hunger Games, Adrift, all those movies. And then, yeah, there's just so much going on where my brain's like, wait a second, that doesn't register. That does not register whatsoever. What are what are you doing right now, Sarah? I have no idea. Uh, the point is, though, that, you know, it just shows, again, the 1970s, early 80s rocker era, which is the wholly what it's based off of, the Fleetwood Mac stuff. But I wanted to say, though, the things is, that connect to now is, you know, the scene may have changed and the colors may have changed, but nothing's as rosy. People think it's become a little rosier because we're more well aware, but there's still so much going on. And again, that's kind of why, like, when I talk about some of these TikTokers and how, you know, trying to network and all that stuff, there's always, there's always a sinister line at the end. And I don't think that we talk about it enough or consider to. And I know a lot of people have dry humor or love to self-deprecate, but lately the stuff that I've been seeing, like I said, when I was talking about in the intro with some of these people who are having a lot of issues with other people and who have been betrayed, maybe don't hang out in those groups anymore. Because I started to notice the toxicity that goes on with those YouTubers, etc. And before anybody goes, what do you mean by that? But I just mean with the, again, David Dobrik situation, you know, People say, oh, they're trying to distance themselves from him. No, no. And the thing is, David's also just as bad as Kylie Jenner with their air miles between the two of them and Taylor Swift. And again, it goes into people are always going to be problematic and you're still going to have people rooting for them and the traction. But people are like, oh, but he's not blogging anymore. That doesn't mean anything. And the whole thing that, again, I'm not a fan of Gabby Hanna, but that's, you know, the fact that even she's now kind of speaking borderline about some things happening. Now, do we believe everything of them? No. Would we believe more from Liza? Probably. And it's just one of those, though, like where it's that never ending battle. And like I said a little bit earlier uh, about how. Look, there are certain people who are in podcasts right now that are following a lot of the lead and are friends with a lot of these people. And, you know, it just seems like they want to be more than that. But at the same time, they are still chasing after that dream. And my problem is that, you know, despite everything that I've heard this week and people are going to say all these 
have all these different opinions about all these different things going on between bloggers and between TikTokers and, you know, age gaps, etc. But the problem that I have the most issue with is just how much people are so, so involved where it even made me not want to talk about this whatsoever because in a way I have had some connections, some interactions formed acquaintanceship with some of these people and like I said it's one of those watching like what you've seen from the outside is so different and again I don't really want to say too much but it's 85% fault on you know who because let's face it cheating and manipulation abuse is never okay you know acknowledging it is a good step But the 15% to 10%, depending on if you want to even put the third person in at a little bit of fault, which I don't think you should, because when you listen, there's there's no reason to. Again, as a person who's been the friend that's told other friends not to do things, you can't control other people and you understand that. But when everything blows up, it's... Yeah, it it becomes more your problem in the end and the betrayal that goes along with it. Now, here's my thing. I think that they all are hanging out with toxic people, not just themselves. And I think they really need to take a step back and reexamine everything. Again, all are very talented in a wide variety of things. But it needs to be considered that... Stepping away from some of these big time groups, because in a way at the beginning, it sounded like in your stories that you were trying to make people see like, you know, you can live a sober life, you can live a fun life, like not going on the edge of things, you can live a huge, great life without being super uberly connected or just doing things out of sheer popularity. The problem is that I've been noticing, again, hanging out with all these similar groups and name dropping it just seems like out of I shouldn't say out of character but it makes it seem like you know it's again like practicing what you preach or not practicing what you preach and it becomes this thing where even I've had to do this constant reflection just to see if I am living to where I hold myself accountable and I know not a lot of people can do that I'd say starting like in your early 20s is when you start considering yourself more, being held more accountable. But I have to say that I've talked to people within my own age group. Again, I'm 25, trying to figure out what seems normal versus what's not and learning more of none of that behavior is normal. And again, you should not put up with abuse. I will put a link in for resources, etc., But you have to remember that sometimes being older, like dating the older person is not good either. And it's just so funny how, you know, you remove things for people who have come under fire for accusations on assault and manipulation on abuse, all that stuff. But then when you really examine what these people have done all to each other, and yes, hurt people hurt people, you know the drill, but in a never-ending cycle. But it's one of those things, though, 
that do I believe these people might have groomed? No. Do I believe that there's something that is going on in the wrong? Yes. Do I think that person needs to take a moment to look back at some of their choices? Yes. Do I think that that person needs to blame said other person for things? No. Like, completely? No. But do I think that the person needs, like, 85 to 90% of accountability held and maybe not holding back completely things? Yes. But again, we don't need to know everything as people. We are just acquaintances or audience members. We are maybe internet friends, but you know, you can't really build that solid thing without being around enough. And again, I've had to end so many toxic friendships and just listening to this podcast before I quit like about a year ago because I could sense toxicity and it was not feeling good. And again, it was nothing like against people. It was just, I couldn't listen to this as a friend on the outside and me really starting to feel bad for certain people. Like, I know people are going to be like, well, what do you mean by that? It's just... Here's the thing, we take so much shit sometimes as the fixers of things that we start to let it mess with our own aspects. And there's a difference between fixer and savior mentality, and I don't think anybody really had the savior mentality mentality in this situation, but... I just started to think of all the things that I see. And yes, I understand comics make a lot, a lot of inappropriate jokes, but a lot of the things that have been posted on some people's stories lately make me go, are you all right? Like, what do you need? And this is me asking genuinely, like, do they need, like, somebody to talk to just to vent to? Because here's the thing. I am the queen of that because... I don't say anything. I'm not great. Like, I just don't feel the need to gossip. And I know people are going to be like, well, Sarah, then you're sounding very this and that. I know. So don't take everything I say. Take things with a grain of salt, like people would say. Especially for me. Yes, I give it to you straight up. But again, I don't even think I should be, like, the one telling you how to live your life. Like, that's not what this podcast is about. That's why maybe I focus so much, again, when I was saying, like, Grey's Anatomy stuff, like, what I really care about, what I want to see happen, and people now are even coming at me with pitchforks, because they're like, you don't listen to these interviews, you don't listen to that, and this and that, and whatever, and here's the thing, I'm trying not to be a full-blown stalker, or get so wrapped up in everything, I'm giving theories out, ideas out, whatever. If, you know, somebody comes across it and likes it, that's good. Also, again, I'm getting great vibes from Mika and Taryn and Lucas into being the next Calzona plus Mark. Again, when I suggested that they're doing what it was Addison between two men and then it stopped and then she left and with Simone's character, I like that, but again... Do I think that's happening? No. Does people suddenly tell me, no, they're doing the j thing. No, they're doing the Meredith thing. No, they're doing this, that, that. I could care less, honestly, on how they're going to screw it up or what the people have said. I know that that's mean because I'm a huge fan. 
But this is just, again, how I'm writing it. I would rather now watch Station 19 because now that people have been throwing in ideas or telling me how wrong I am and this is the real way and it's set in stone and it, yeah, there's just no more surprises. Obviously, I have to still watch for the parallel moments because let's face it, but it's just giving me more like, I think the reason that I'm not for a lot of this stuff anymore between the relationship, again, I'd rather watch Millen and Quan together than, you know, the whole train wreck that's going on with Shep and them. And then also I'd rather watch, I'd rather watch Mika and Taryn, honestly, Tika, as, you know, people have started to call him fondly. The reason I would watch Tika, even though Taryn is insufferable for a lot of her seasons, it's because now I can finally see a happy side, less of an annoying, depressed side, which I know is probably why people might not always watch or listen to me. But I love also seeing Levi with Carlos and all that stuff. And it just makes me think, okay, can we just give screen time to those like type of couples where I'm not saying everything's 100%. And again, I'd rather watch Vic and Theo on Station 19, everything. Yeah, people are like, the messier, the better. No, okay, we've already gone through our whole toxic shit mess in that carousel. Yes, never stop turning. But why do we need to keep doing this? Like, it's starting to where people are like, well, you should just not watch. I try not to watch. And it's funny because then you still go through TikTok and watch all the show, the whole clips and whatever, because it's addicting just to scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. And scroll. So, yeah. And then I think about how I've been rewatching Lucifer. This is my first rewatch of Lucifer. I watched it all during my... um pandemic era and it was so good but now re-watching it's like rewatch. it's like watching it for the first time like of the things that you didn't notice the first time because you were just binging and binging and binging just to finish it right now you pay attention to the little details and the forensics also how did Ella not get a spinoff like the in-between time like what's going on or how she saw things through her eyes like, I meant, this show has gotten saved so many times and things that deserve better, etc. But I'd love to see what, like, an Ella, Maze, and Trixie point of view, like, throughout all those years, on and off. But again, I don't see that happening, but that would be, like, the sequel I would want, where you bring back some characters. Like, what if Ella, like, got, like, a dream and Lucifer was like, hello, and all that. Plus, if you wanted a younger Lucifer, I mean, Jennings Brower TikToks Lucifer, you know, and I am not going to do the whole detective or all that other stuff because that gets weird unless, like, it works out enough for me to be in, like, a voice, like, moment of detective. No, yeah, that's wrong. Yeah, I can't do that. Tom Ellis is the great of it all. I think that's I just love watching him, and I truly believe, like, even though he probably doesn't want to be typecasted for the rest of his life, but what I could see is that he could actually probably be like, what do you desire, like, to people, and even if, um, you know, it's not, like, the real Lucifer, I, I borderline think he could get it 
out of people because they're just so starstruck. Like, wait, what? What did, did, did that guy actually just ask me? What do I desire? And yeah, I just. But if I was gonna say like my favorite character, it's really hard to say because Trixie's amazing in a lot of ways, and obviously like it would be cool. And Ella's amazing. They're all so great, but I think I like Maze's badassness, but she is so toxic on so many levels, but I think because she grew a soul, I think Trixie is, like, the true MVP, unsung hero. She's the one who got, like, you know, the Grinch's heart to grow three sizes bigger. I don't know if that makes sense to a lot of people, but there's just so many points, and I think that the ensemble cast is phenomenal. But the Fox version, yeah, it had more heart and grit to it than the Netflix version. But do I see Netflix potentially maybe doing a sequel? It depends. And do I hope that some of the writers come back? Yeah. And did I kind of trash on the show a little bit after? Yes and no. But I love that this is one of those eras of that it always comes back. It always comes rising from the ashes. So, yeah. And for anybody that's been curious about how my dog's been doing, Misty is great. She is her sassy, spunky little self all over again. And I truly don't know what I'd do without her. Thank you for anyone who's been, you know, keeping her in your thoughts. I appreciate it. Like, I appreciate anyone listening to this podcast. And after a week of meds, she which she'll be on for the rest of her life. She's very stable at the moment. Everything's good. She still refuses to eat her kibble, so we're going to have to figure out something that she loves her organic stuff from Whole Foods. Side eye, right? (laughs) But, uh, yeah, she'll be fine, and we're mixing it in with her regular kibble and getting rid of the kibble along the way, but we're just going to have to figure out and play around. She... She knows what she wants. She is sassy and independent, and we love her so much over at our house. So, yes. But before I close on this week's episode of Gen Z Gab, I do want to tell everyone that Jeremy Gordon, the cast and director, will and the acting coach will be on the podcast soon enough. If you have any questions, please go to Gen Z Gab. Instagram, TikTok, and then we'll see you soon, okay? Have a great week, everyone. This has been episode 44, and yeah, we'll see you soon.